Jacob Marchuka, and I'm here with my cousin, Matthew Solinsky. Hello, hello. Uh, what's going on, Matt? How are you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. Nice and early on a Saturday morning, getting ready for a whole bunch of video game news coming up in the next couple of weeks. How are you doing, Jakes? I'm doing all right, actually. It's uh, It's been pretty good, just hanging out with school, playing video games, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, I mean, no good reason. COVID, you can't really go outside anymore, so it's just like at home. Yeah, I guess that's one of the things about COVID, right? It's just a lot of people have had to look for different ways to hang out with friends or to, you know, find other hobbies to do. And video games is a pretty good way to do that. Yeah. Over, like, it's just something to keep you out of your mind. Yeah. And, you know, the stories to tell, worlds to visit, different places to go, friends to see, right? You can find all of that there. So, so recently you came back to Canada, correct? That's right. And when you were in Korea, you took a job as a teacher. And yep, that's right. I was I was teaching anywhere from kindergarten, which where they were, you know, as young as four years old, all the way up till uh, elementary school. Uh, I think the oldest that I taught were about 13 or 14. So in Korea, I, uh, we have the, um, so it's like, when you're born, you you're not zero, you're one, correct? Yeah, so the way that they count age over there is that when you're born, you're one years old, and then you kind of age up through that. So every year on January 1st, you everyone becomes two or everyone becomes three. Um, so you don't really celebrate your individual birthday as much. It's more about like kind of the collective. Uh, I see. So when you're in school, when you first heard about COVID, were you, le- were you like first shocked about it? Or were you thinking, oh, this is probably just like another flu or another variation? Or were you like, this is going to be impactful. This is where it's going to be where it is right now, infecting the whole world and Canada just still in lockdown forever. No, I had no idea it was going to happen the way that it did. Um, I was in Korea, what, five years ago when yeah, the first I think time. it was bird bird flu, I think, started. Yeah. And we had a couple cases near my old school. But, like, you know, it was kind of life went on as normal. People were nervous. People were wearing masks. But yeah. it wasn't ever like a huge worry but this time again so we we kind of had similar feelings with when covid was starting up we were kind of like you know we might have a, a couple cases around us but like i'm sure the schools won't shut down education is something that's incredibly important in south korea so they value education above pretty much all else so closing schools is like almost unheard of and then as the cases started to go up and as they got closer and closer to you know our schools and our areas and we saw how infectious it was mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd lived in Korea for almost five years, and that was the first time that the schools actually closed. And we were closed for about six to seven weeks, uh, which is like unheard of over there. Like that, it's everybody was shocked that the schools actually closed because of it. Yeah. So no, I had I had no idea it was going to become as big as it did. And here it's like, like I think there was possibly a, a case in our school, right? Like, did you have anything close to that where there's, like, a kid in your class or something? Or did you ever have, like, a scare about with yourself? No, we never had any uh, cases, as far as I'm aware of, at our school. Uh, we had a couple situations where, like, um, because the child's parents were doctors who worked in a hospital where there were cases, mm-hmm. sometimes some of the kids wouldn't come, uh, for, you know, for a, little, for a week or two because their parents, not that they were sick, but they were doctors working in that environment. Um, and then we, we had a lot of cases that were literally like, like three or four stop, like three or four stores away from our building. So we had, we had cases 
right around us, but we never had anything at our actual school. Ah, that's good. So when when this when this happened, like this whole school the school shut down. Were you when you went online? How did how are you? Like I know my brother's class terrible. You can hear them talk, talk, talk. You they never stop. When you were online, was it the same thing, or were you like, oh, they listened to you and they didn't? They 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 listened. <laughs> I uh, I was lucky. Uh, I was teaching the seven year old kindergartens, which you know, backpack here that those are you know five to six year olds. So I mean, usually around that age, they're able enough to to pay attention for at least a certain amount of time. And our classes were forty minutes long, and then they had like a little bit of break in between classes. Uh, and I had been with these kids since they were six, so I had known them for you know over a year already at this point. Mm-hmm. So I got lucky. I, I didn't really have much issues. You know, a couple of the kids would play with the microphone and stuff. A couple of the kids would, you know, zone out. But yeah. I mean, you have a class of 12, you know, six or seven, you know, five or six year olds. It, it's going to happen. I know the younger grades who are teaching, you know, five year olds Korean age, which are actually three to four mm-hmm. uh, international age. They struggled a lot more because the kids just weren't developmentally able yet to sit still for that long, let alone just focus on a screen with somebody telling them, you know, what to do in a different language. Um, I didn't have a lot of issues, but I know that some of the younger grades definitely did. And that's just because of their age. I mean, it's not their fault. It's not like that they were bad kids. They just, you know, they just sitting still for 40 minutes, staring at, you know, a teacher on a screen is, is a lot yeah. for them at that age. Like my brother will be there and he'll be like sitting, sitting, and he'll be like, why aren't we back in school? When's this happening? When's that? And then like, they'll have kids in this class. will just rampage on about the toy they got four months ago. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the part of the problem, right? They can easily grab anything that's around them and be like, look at this. And all the rest of the kids are like, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, you know, forget trying to learn the letter A for the alphabet. They're too busy focused on whatever toy that's flying around the screen. I mean, they have a joint class, right? So it's like 20, I want to say 25 of them. SK, JK. She'll break them up sometimes. Like, they have Google Meet, right? Is that what you guys use or did you use Zoom or? We used Zoom. We used Zoom at the time. Yeah, so they had, like, um, these breakout rooms. So you can send, like, three kids into a room with, like, your assistant teacher. And they do, like, ABCs or read a book. And it's, like, a whole different impact than what you would do in school. Because, like, I know my French teacher. She she helped out my brother. She was, like, a, she was a part of the helping there. And he would tell me, oh, I read with Miss Razzo today. Or I did books with my friends with Miss Razzle today, right? So it was kind of like, it's kind of different, but like from the aspect of like being with your friends online and being with your friends in school is so different that I think, yeah, like if they see something, they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go get mine, right? Like I want to go get my stuffy or I want to go get my toy horse or something like that. Yeah, especially because at that age, doing something like show and tell where they would bring something into the actual classroom to show it off and talk about it, you know, it's it's relatively normal. So for these kids who kind of went straight into online learning, they didn't really have a lot of opportunity to be in the classroom. This is kind of their only experience with it, right? So all they can do is focus on, oh my gosh, why, am, why aren't I in school, right? Yeah. For the ones that were there for a little bit. Otherwise, you have kids who have just never actually been to school. All, they, all that they've been doing is online learning, and that's difficult, right? Yeah. Online learning has a lot of benefits, but at the same time, it is, it's much harder. And, you know, for teachers splitting kids out into breakout rooms like that, then you need, you know, additional teachers or additional supervisors and all the breakout rooms to make sure the kids are okay, depending on their age, right? You're dependent on the parents being around if there's a, if there's a child who has behavioral issues, 
and you know you need a bit of extra help taking care of them because mm-hmm. you're not in person with them right it it, prov- it proves a, a whole different set of challenges compared to being in a classroom Definitely. so yeah like they, they'll, they'll they'll get stuck on anything and everything right like they're like oh my gosh look at this hot dog i'm eating and everybody's mm-hmm. like hot dog yeah they'll take like like you said like think they'll take breaks for lunch breaks for snack they'll, like but it's it's they had like a show and tell right so they like you said and they'll be like yeah let, look at this and they'll stick on the thing for like 25 minutes and it'll take like two periods to get it done because they're mm-hmm. so focused on it right so they'll be like oh yeah I'll, i i want to i want to show you this and then they'll go rampage like i just said but it's it's kind of the aspect like the teachers have to like calm down everyone right and the, their teacher, um, like, they're amazing. But if the kid, like you said, had has behavior, behavioral issues um, and the parent's not around or there's something, I don't know, they're in the washroom or they're busy, like, how are you supposed to act in that? And, like, some people, they'll have, like, I know my neighbors down the street, one's a firefighter and one's a nurse. So they're both essential workers. And they have to, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, running back between kids and one took like a couple months off and they have like nannies helping them out here and there. And like, just for online school, like that doesn't, that doesn't seem well. You got a newborn baby who got uh, a kid that's in uh, like next year's going to kindergarten and a kid in JK or SK now, like it's very difficult to keep them everything intact along with the other kids on school and the other kid and the five-year-old wants to join them and talk with them and, and the dad doing this and the mom doing that. It's difficult because you're balancing, like you said, if you have multiple kids, especially at a young age, you're not just handling the kid who's in the classroom, you're also handling everything that's going on behind them, right? It was normal for us to have, like, one of the kids, like, one of my students' younger brother or sister come into the shot and then just kind of sit there and they kind of pay attention with them for a couple minutes and then they, you know, or they'd be playing together and it happens. And at that point, like, it, it really depends a lot on the teacher to hold the kid's attention and especially when they're that young, you can't just sit there and talk at them. Right. Like there are videos of stuff of teachers going off on students who, you know, they're five or six years old. You can't expect to hold their attention the entire time. you got to be creative with it. Right. So like I'd use a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of like the filters and stuff and like turn myself into a dog. And it's like you got to do stuff like that, you know, along the way, just because Mm -hmm. you got to kind of keep them on their toes and kind of get them thinking like, oh, what is teacher going to do next? And you, you have to have you have to try and have fun with them regardless of the situation. Right. Especially at that age, the older kids were fine. Right. But the younger kids have to, you know, you have to work with them, not just talk at them. Like, yeah, you would have to be like, if, like you said, if it, we've been very fortunate. If a teacher just goes off on a student somehow, right? So my, I know my my brother's friend, she had like a background on her iPad or computer or whatever they use. And and he wanted one, right? So it took, it took, it. I did it for him. And he, he, he was like, he was like looking around at him, like being happy. And it, t- it consumed his minute, his, his thing for five minutes while the other kids were talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the teacher will like, like she'll do backgrounds and she'll she'll like be in a happy mood all the time, and she does a great job with it because you could see how the kids frustrate one another. Or yeah, and and I mean that's normal. They're they're young and they're in an environment they're not used to, right? That you know it's not easy. Yeah. So would you say that you're like all this? What would you? I personally, I would prefer going into school. Even though kids are like, no school inside, no school at all. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants school at all. But it's like, would you rather have online or would you rather be in school? Oh, I mean, in school by far, right? Like, it's yeah. it's an entirely different thing. Like, 
I don't I don't think a lot of people are realizing how exhausting it is for teachers to be handling online learning. Like when you're in the classroom, you're you have a lot more ability to be up and to be, you know, moving around and to be kind of, you know, joking around and dancing around with the kids. You have a lot more ability to kind of get up and get moving. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're teaching online, you're you're locked in a chair for what's, you know, 8 hours a day mm-hmm. and every time the, the you know, the camera comes on, you have to be on. Right. You don't have a moment to rest. You don't have a moment where the kids are working and you can, you know, sit down for a second, take a breath. Like none of that happens. And especially for the kids, like they are, it's easier for them to focus on somebody who's in front of them than somebody who's on a screen. Right. So like the environment and like the the vibe and the way that everything happens in the classroom is completely different. Like online learning is fine, but it's not something that I think should be the the permanent thing. You know what I mean? It should be used as like in an extreme case, it's not something that should be normal because in class it's just, it's it's not even, it's not even close to being the same. Right. That has like, I think it was a snow day. The day that we were supposed to go back, right? Mm-hmm. We, we didn't. We didn't have a snow day. We had an online school day, and that just ruins everything. Cause like, I remember waking up on a whatever, right? I'm waking up on a on a Monday, a Wednesday, in the middle of the week, and I'll be like, "Is it snow day?" Right? And I look outside. My mom's like, "It's a snow day," right? And I'd go, I don't know, run around in the snow with my snow pants on, or do something. But now kids have to look look forward to being like. They have school every day besides a PA day, which are like this year we've only had le- we had less than five almost I think. Yeah, and then that's part of the. I mean, I was thinking about that too, right? Something like a snow day, or even if you're sick, right? It's now become so much easier for the parent to be like, okay, well, I mean, you're you're too sick, or you're not feeling well enough to go into class, or yeah, it's a snow day. Everybody hop online. That kind of yeah. gets destroyed and all that, right? Like that was such like a special moment in my childhood every time there was a snow day or something happened it's like nope not today i get to play video games all day i get to hang out with my parents or whatever right but now that 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 idea is kind of gone right or like they'll have like christmas festivals or take pictures with santa right as you as you grow up you begin to see like snow days become more of work days because you have to like finish that assignment or that like that essay but it's like it's still fun to have because you're not in school for six hours, sitting in a chair, walking to your next class, sitting in the next one, right? So. Yeah, exactly. And it just ruins it for like you have kids like my brother. He's ha- he'll have probably this is he's never gonna have a snow day again probably. And they have like hybrid mode, so you'll go online for the whole year, or you'll be online and this. And my teacher was saying like, if you're sick enough, why would you like if you let's say you get COVID like one case and it's like you don't feel anything but then you start to develop symptoms and you can't end up going to school she's like would you go to online class because you're feeling like so bad or would you just like would you just stay in bed because there's no way i'm getting up if i can't i can barely move well that's part of the problem right it's it's entirely dependent on how sick you are and and you know as as a kid you don't really have a choice it's entirely dependent on what your parents want or say right like if As a parent, you'd have to, you know, recognize, is my child so sick that, yeah, exactly, they can't get out of bed or they're, or they're feeling so ill that, you know, they need to rest? Or is it something that they can kind of, you know, push through at least a little bit, get in at least in a couple of classes? That kind of depends on the parent and on the child, right? Personally, like you said, like you said, I would be, I'm in the situation where like, if I'm not feeling well, I'm in bed. I need to rest. Like, you know, I, I want to bounce back so that it doesn't take me, you know, a week to recover, I can get better in two or three days because yeah. I was, you know, I'm spending time actually resting, but mm-hmm. it all depends on the parent. I can see some parents, regardless of the state that the child is in, you know, mm-hmm. sticking them into an online classroom. Well, I can see other parents giving them, you know, the time to breathe and recover. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I personally, if it was my kid, I'd rather them rest than, you know, 
if they're out for like you know two weeks okay after a couple days you know if they're if they're really starting to feel better but they're not well enough to go to school sure but like i think that has to be a conversation between the parent and the child it can't be just the kid being like (coughs) i'm sick and it can't just be the parent like ignoring their you know child's well-being it needs to be somewhere between the two and yeah so now it's like summer it's almost summer spring like you can tell the difference between sickness and allergies and all that so it's kind of like yeah you just got a stuffy nose go to school but if like back again if there's a younger kid that is sick and the parents let's say put him on online school that's a main factor of maybe he won't talk but he'll just sit there and do nothing or he'll talk about how he's sick how he's not feeling well how it's this how it's that and you'll never hear the end of it yeah that could be part of it too right or if the child like i had a couple situations where a kid was ill but you know their parent told him to come online and, like, I had a couple situations where a child would vomit, like, on camera, right? And then we had to contact our helper and be like, can you please call their parents right away? They just threw up, right? Like, they're not well. Um, so, like, you, like again, and that that is entirely dependent on the support system you have, right? Like, in our kindergarten classes, we were lucky enough to have another teacher in the room with us who wasn't doing much outside of, you know, monitoring the kids, making sure they're behaving. But in situations like that, we would message them and be like, you need to handle this. And they would, right? That's... Yeah. I can't imagine handling that if I was by myself in a classroom, right? That that's a lot more difficult. So, when you're when you're, I don't know, you had an assistant online or no? Yeah, well, for the kindergarten classes, because yeah. the way that our kindergarten kindergarten classes functioned is we'd have a Korean teacher who was in there because again they're younger and the English levels are all over the yeah. place at that age, especially. So we'd have yeah. a Korean teacher who would be in the classroom with us, handling like administrative stuff for making sure the kids are okay, talking to the parents. So when we went online, that kind of same thing transitioned. We had a helper on with us. The elementary school stuff, um, no, we didn't have a helper in the classroom with us, yeah. but we did have somebody, you know, at the desks who could, we could message and then they would hop into the Zoom or, you know, contact the parents or whatever. So we always had somebody available regardless if they were in the classroom or not. Yeah. Well, yeah, like here in Canada, we have like, uh, you probably remember, they have like an assistant teacher helping them out. So they'll be like my brother's teacher and then he has like, she has like a, a second teacher helper that will be there like same time same place and when one goes for lunch during i don't know one fifteen, while the kids are i don't know playing then the teacher will look over them like did was senna working at the school like she did before or um she was working at another school for the first year and then the second year she she didn't work at that school anymore but she she worked there for the first year but she didn't really experience the covid classroom because like, she didn't have to deal with online teaching when she was there was that the first time you guys went or the second time that you went? That was the second time, yeah. Wow. Because the first time the first time we worked at the same school, the second time I went to a different school and she went back to the same school that we were at before. And it wasn't, I remember you were saying that the, the, in the apartment that you were living in wasn't far from both? No, 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 no. It was much closer to my old school slash her school, but my school was about 20 minutes away by subway, which, I mean, it's, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Do they have, like, like the lifestyle is they have like i remember not like not lifestyle but is, do they have bullet trains there as well <laughs> not bullet trains just regular subways right bullet trains are more for kind of traveling cross country than it is for uh you know getting around the city yeah so it'd be but, like oh yeah this eight hour bus trip turns into a two and a half hour train trip no no not at all yeah it, it, it's 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 yeah we, we got around just fine yeah and and with like you'll be like i don't know 
the you remember going out and walking for instance without a mask on like i really right here because it's like not people will walk by and all that but people don't it's not so busy that we have to wear a mask everywhere we go mm-hmm. so so we'll go for a walk or i'll go for a bike ride to i don't know the walmart up there and then come back or go to visit you guys or come for a bike ride this summer it would be it would be a lot different because nowadays it's like you have to be more you got to be more quiet about it because if someone's walking by and you come in contact with them and they don't know anything then you just messed up really badly yeah you have to be really careful everywhere now right that's part of the problem until more vaccines roll out until more people get you know vaccinated and are taking care of themselves you have to be careful no matter where you are or what you're doing right regardless if you're riding a bike regardless if you're going to the grocery store yeah all of life has kind of become you know much more cautious yeah and i know that so now that you're transitioning back into a canadian lifestyle you're looking at you're still running your own podcast and all that Mm -hmm. and so when coming back to Canada, does it affect the way that you're going to be living or the, the, how you're going to be thinking? Um, I mean, it, it affected when we came back as well, right? Because we yeah. initially were supposed to stay in Korea for a year, but because, you know, the, our first year ended as COVID started, we kind of made the decision to hang back um, for six months, which then turned into another year just because of the situation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The mentality for that extra year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stayed at the same job. I, I stayed at the same kids. Um, but like that kind of COVID mentality, especially like in Korea, I mean, as soon as everything started, everybody was masked up, regardless if you were walking on the street, regardless if you were in the subway, like everybody was masked up entirely as soon as you stepped foot out of your apartment or out of your home, right? That's not really the situation as much here. And um, because we got hit earlier there than people started to get hit here, um, we decided to kind of, you know, wait it out. And, and now, especially coming back here, I mean, yeah, I, it, the situation is slowly getting better. More vaccines are becoming available. More people are getting vaccinated. So it's definitely still like, a you know, we're careful if we're outside walking the dog or if we're, you know, if we're just taking a walk around the block, then we won't mask up unless we get close to somebody. But if, if, if you're going anywhere, well, I mean, it's mandatory, but I, I'd be, I plan to wear a mask probably at least until the end of the year because you never know, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, when Canada, when this whole thing happened, Canada took, like, kind of a turn on it. So it'll be, like, right, like, to, obviously it took, like, a year, a couple months to roll out a vaccine. And, and Max, and, like, people weren't wearing masks, and you didn't really have to wear a mask when going into a grocery store. But now it's, like, strict this. How is Korea handling that? Was it, like, oh, yeah, you have to wear a mask, but you can, you can't, or you don't have to wear a mask, or you can, you have to teach while wearing a mask, and then. Or when you leave the school and go on the subway, you don't have to wear a mask. No, everybody masked up like the entire time. It was never like it wasn't until it wasn't like an official mandate until probably about six months ago that you had to be in a mask. But wearing a mask there is kind of common culture. If, you, if you're sick, you'll regardless of COVID or anything else, right? People will wear a mask yeah. to make sure that they don't get you know more sick or they don't pass it around, right? So mask culture there was already a thing before Corona started it. So as soon as people realized what was going on, everybody was in masks, regardless if you're at the park, if you're walking around outside, if you're at the convenience store, if you're at the grocery store, if you're at school, everybody was masked up the entire time unless they were at their home. Like the, it wasn't even a question. Every, every Everybody just did it. Like they would take off their mask to eat, obviously, right? For sure. I mean, like during lunchtime at school, everybody yeah. would take their masks off, eat quickly. But we had like, you know, plastic dividers in between 
um, you know, in between the students' desks. We made sure that everything was sanitized all the time, right? So, of course, while we were eating, we would take it off. Or if you were drinking, getting a drink of water or something, you would take it off, do it quick, and then mask would immediately go back on. Yeah. Same thing at restaurants. Like, restaurants, like, you know, they would make sure that there was tables mm-hmm. in between pa- patrons and stuff. And, you know, people would take their masks off to eat. But that was literally the only reason why. Man, it's been so long since I've been in a restaurant. It's now just like, I don't know, every two weeks will be like... Uh, you want to order something? Okay, go use door. Uh, skip the dishes, and mom will get I don't know Chinese food. Um, they'll get I don't know. We've actually been enjoying Indian food lately. Nice butter chicken naan and all that. And Matthew, I heard that you're very excited for this thing called the BTS man. Can you uh, tell me a little bit of why you're excited for it? Excited for BTS what? Yeah. The meal, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Senna and I already got the BTS meal. We went the first day it was available. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're both huge BTS fans. It started back in Korea when Dynamite came out because um, some of my kindergartners got obsessed with it. And, you know, I would I would I would play a song at the beginning of every class for them. It's just a kind of way to, you know, shake loose and get them get them awake. Um, and as soon as Dynamite came out, one student requested it, and then it became a thing where I would listen to that song five times a day because of my five kindergarten classes. Every single one of them wants to listen to Dynamite, and it kind of became the thing where I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually pretty good." After a little bit, and then I fell deep down into the BTS rabbit hole, and they're now one of my favorite bands. So yeah, when we heard that the BTS meal was coming, initially we heard about it in Korea, and we were like, "No, we're leaving right before it's starting." But uh, then they announced international dates, and. Yeah, it's literally like the day that we got out of quarantine um, was the day that the BTS meal uh, first, we kind of went live. So we went grocery shopping and then went to McDonald's to get in. Was that a Tuesday night or a Wednesday? It was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday because that was the first day that it was available here. Uh, so we immediately went there. Um, and like, you know, BTS has become kind of a big part of our quarantine life because they've done like there's going to be one coming up in a couple of weeks, but over the last year they've done multiple like massive online concerts. Right. And it's, it's, oh. and they put a lot of effort to it. They have like, you know, a lot of effects going on. They put in a lot of love yeah. for, for, for their fans. So That's uh, huge. yeah, it's a great way to kind of still get that concert feeling, which obviously isn't a thing anymore right now. Uh, right. While, while still, you know, being stuck at home. Yeah. I may not like, I try and listen to it. Like, God forbid, I don't know even know probably five words in the language. I know how to say hello. I know other words mm-hmm. from from dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. For me, music isn't a thing about language, right? Like yeah. lyrics are super important to me when I'm listening to you know English, you know music in English. But if if the vibe catches you, if if you like the feeling of the song, then you can always go look up translated lyrics. And something that surprised me about BTS's music is how deep their lyrics mostly usually are. Um, like they'll deal with a lot of mental health issues. They'll deal with a lot of stuff that a lot of other, you know, K-pop and you know other international acts as well don't deal with. So the lyrics are are, are a nice addition. But like if the music catches you, if 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 the vibe catches you, I mean, for me, the language isn't really a, a massive breaking point, right? If if yeah. you like the song, you like the song. I'll be like listening to Naruto, and I'll be like waiting for the intro and i'll sing it out but i'll be like i don't know what it means yeah and i mean that's okay as long as like i said music doesn't have to be something about language it's about the feeling right yeah. and it's definitely definitely better and it's it'd be like if you want to go to that concert right you're saying yeah i want to i want to just just because i don't like let's say you've probably developed the you've probably li- like spoke the korean language you understand probably almost anything by now, right? Oh, no, Lord, no. It's so complicated. Like, granted, I didn't put enough effort into learn. Like, I'll understand bits and pieces, and I can speak even less, but 
yeah, it's it's something that I definitely want to spend more time on. It's just you know, life happens. Definitely, it's it'll be like. I mean, it's a better way to cope with it when, like, let's say you guys came back from quarantine. If you guys ever go back to Korea, do you think you will? Or uh, we're definitely going to go back to visit, and you know, maybe for a little bit of time. But no, I don't. Uh, we don't plan to kind of go back to live there. We're we're kind of set on staying here. Um, but we're definitely going to go back to visit and to see you know family and to see friends. We're going to do all that for sure. But I don't think we'll be there to long term. Yeah, and um, I was when I went when I was there. Friday, I think I was there. You had went to Lucas's or Darren's or something, right? Darren lives in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, he's I, back. And it was sort of like you're reconnecting with him or I don't know. You do a podcast with another friend. It's a destiny. Does she live in Canada, right? If you go see her or something or if you go see your friends, that you there's plenty of people that you can go and see that you can reconnect with here as well as having the same idea over there because i'm sure you still have friends over there that are that are will wait to see you in a, a year or a couple of months yeah yeah destiny's back in the states actually but yeah we have plenty of friends and oh. stuff there that uh that are you know obviously want us to come back and i mean senna's entire life is there right so i mean her friends and her family are you know mostly there um so yeah. you know we're, yeah we're, we're definitely gonna go back is her her parents or her mom is moving back with you guys or is she just coming to canada uh, she'll definitely come and visit once kind of COVID is over, but like she, like she still plans to stay there. Yeah. When you guys were there, I remember like Chacha came back. She was like, yeah, she's great. This, that, all about it. She was, uh, she was excited and she likes to talk to her mom and all that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's her mom's amazing and the country is beautiful. So yeah. It, yeah. I'm really interested in like, like, I don't know the culture of it. I'll be like, um, when you guys were in, where was it? You were, the main, the capital was Seoul, correct? That's right. Right? So, and you guys were in Busan? Yep, which is, uh, yeah, all the way down yeah. south. And I remember being like, uh, you would post on the Instagram or something, and I, I would see like the skyline or the, the, uh, the impact of where your apartment was, right? And I'd be like, wow, like that's not the culture really, but it's like the lifestyle or the living there. And it just seems so like genuine and awesome. Yeah, it is. And like, you know, the people are amazing and the country is beautiful. There's there's so much to see and there's so much to do. Um, it's, it's easy to fall in love with it over there. Never get bored, eh? No, never. And like, it's more of like now because like in Canada, God, you can't do anything. From Korea to Canada. So you have Korea, you said you never get bored. And it was more like not like a lockdown that was going on because everybody was already masked up and they were careful enough. So from now that you're kind of getting bored and just have nothing to do, but like you still play video games, not the best thing to do ever, but mm-hmm. it's meant it, uh, it impacts your mental health like a lot, right? If you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and when COVID was initially like when when have you really when you're like f- finished playing a game? Were you like ready to jump into the next thing or were you just like sitting there all like sad and didn't know what to do? Or like you said, you never got bored. Um, it really depends on the situation in the game, right? Like, I mean, we did a lot of stuff like we, you know, ordered a bunch of puzzles and like figurines and stuff that we could kind of build and make together. Um, you know, there were some games that I would play by myself or I play online with friends or I play with Senna. 
Um, mm-hmm. It depends on the game. Some game you definitely hit that point where you kind of finish it and you're like, oh, I wish there was more. But some games it was kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good that I'm done with this and let's move on to the next thing. Uh, video games have been a huge part of my life ever since I was a kid, right? So for me, I could spend hours upon hours sitting around playing video games and, and, and not get bored or kind of, you know, not whatever. But it's really important to take that time to even like get up and stretch or, you know, take a walk or, you know, go sit in the backyard for a little bit because you do need that, you know, that vitamin D and you need that sun because... Like you said, just sitting around in a dark room for too long, your mental health will start to take more and more of a hit the longer you do it. But the good thing is about video games, right, is that, like, it doesn't have to be a secular solo experience, right? There were many times where if I was feeling homesick or, you know, I felt like I was missing my friends or my family, you know, I'd meet up online with people and play a game with them and just, you know, use the game as a as a reason to catch up, right? Like, there was, there was plenty of situations like that. So it really, really depends on, on what you're doing and, and who you're doing it with because, yeah, your mental health can take a hit from, you know, doing the same thing too much, but it depends on how you can make that thing feel different, right? Definitely. Like, you guys got a dog when you were in Korea, right? Like, was that more of like, oh, like, you just wanted one, right? Because you have hope at home, right? So it's good to, like, adjust and, like, get your own now. Like, if you move out or if you're in the basement or if you're late at night and you just want something to do, you play with Lilo. Was that more of, like, you want you wanted to do it because you like cared for a dog and you knew that it was something that you generally interested or was it more like I'm going to take care of it because that's something that I want to do and genuinely because it's better for my mental health um well I mean we've always wanted a dog um we had you know uh Zoe which was my childhood dog growing up we we always had her and we took care of her so when she passed away a few years ago we were all kind of you know needed some time but as we got more and more, you know, further away from it, like Senna, Senna had never had a dog since, you know, being a puppy. And like we, uh, you know, I missed having a dog and um, having that dog, especially during COVID, because we, we got her about like four months before COVID started. So, we, you know, we didn't get her because of COVID. It was just like a, you know, oh. it was it was a good thing we got her right before. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, we were able to get outside to, you know, to walk her or, you know, even if. Um, we were sitting around at home. We have, you know, Lilo to keep us busy. So the dog was a godsend, especially during COVID, because yeah. it was just another living creature that we had to take care of and something that, you know, helped distract us from the situation or helped us get outside. Um, so that, that that made a big difference for us too, right? Yeah, the kid, the, the dog crawls onto the camera and the kids get distracted by it. Well, um, I didn't teach from home uh oh, from yeah yeah we had to go into the classrooms and then we'd have yeah. laptops set up there so like the kids were at home but like the teachers were still expected to come in because like i said korea never shut things down to the extent that you know oh, yeah. uh canada did here or at least ontario did so it's not like there was ever a thing where it was like everybody shut down everybody stays at home everybody it was just more a situation like schools are closed because it's a heavy contact area um you know be smart about it but we were only online for uh a week or two at most like we went online and then we were back in the classroom and then we had to go online again when things spread it a little bit more and then we were back offline but i think total you know in the span of that year we were only online for about a month like total and that was spread out over you know a week or two here and there yeah that that was a good move like here we had we went to school for the first three months i would say then we hit thing till we were in online till february then we were in school for like a month or more than a month and then now we're finishing off the year my grade eight year in uh online yeah it's hard right i mean especially you know coming out of grade eight it's you know you expect it to be in the classroom with your friends and that's that's hard for sure like 
I would have never, if you told me this, what, a lot, two years ago, obviously before, or a year ago, before COVID started, I'd be like, you're telling me there's a deadly world virus that's coming and I'm not going to be able to do my grad trip or take my grad photos at school or see my friends in class for the last time ever. I would have never believed you and I would have never talked to you again. Yeah, right. Like, it's hard. It's not something that you're ready for, not something that you expect. It's it's we've never gone through, you know, as as a society, we've never gone through something to this extent. Um, you know, a, as a whole, right? You might have pl- you might have had places where things got bad for a little bit or you had situations where, you know, there was a virus going around, but never to this extent that literally everybody is like, you know, stay at home the world over. So that's but it's getting better now right like doug ford is clearing stuff up i guess or he's becoming he said that we're allowed to have online or uh in 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 person grad like outside or something right but i think it's too late because it's what two weeks before my graduation yeah i think it was just too late yeah i mean like it, it you know things have gone the way that they have and you know the people in charge have made some good decisions and some bad decisions, but you know, Definitely. the most important thing is that there are more vaccines coming in, more people are getting vaccinated. Right. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. we need more of that to happen for some sort of regularity to come back. And as summer rolls around, it'll be, it'll, it's like that you guys got your vaccination the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got our first round. So, you know, that like now you have like, you have to still be careful, but now you have like a little bit more, freedom or a little bit more like you know that you can do a little bit more so instead of i don't know walking around with with a mask on or uh, instead of when yeah instead of when wake while well, like walking from the base or like um down the street to that that plaza there you don't have to wear a mask or generally you wouldn't have to wear a mask but now you know that there's more of an adjustment to make. Yeah, I mean, it gives us a little bit more freedom in terms of security as well, right? Now that we know that, you know, we're at least partially protected, we're still going to be super careful even after the second vaccination, right? Just because we got vaccinated doesn't mean everybody yeah. does. And, you know, it, there's a social responsibility to think about here, right? So, I mean, we're going to stay masked up for, for quite some time until we see that there's a point where, you know, most people are okay. But, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's just life right now. you have any interesting plans for the summer? Like, are you going to, obviously doing stuff with probably your friends in Canada, spending time with Lilo and Senna, doing video games, like playing video games. What Are there any other like interests that you're going to take up during the summer? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, we're going to kind of take it as we go right now because we, we don't know the situation. Like, I mean, ideally we'd like to do something like go camping or go to a cottage or something, but that's entirely dependent on the state of the province and, and how things continue. Right. So, I mean, we, we would like to do things like that, but we're not really planning anything too major just because we still don't know what the situation is going to be like. Correct. You have, it has to be like, it'll be like bike rides, right? Instead of walking. Cause in the winter, you're not going to go for a bike ride. Yeah. You're going to walk or have a fire. It's better to walk then. It's, it, it's better to do more stuff. Like, I don't know. You, you used to skateboard when you were like my age, right? Yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. still have interest in that? Or are you thinking of just, Hey, I'll stay at home and maybe go for a bike ride here and there. Yeah, like, I mean, we bought bikes, um, you know, a couple of years ago, so we're definitely going to use those. And I do have my longboard sitting around somewhere. I mean, we, we, you know, we might break those out. It's just we're going to kind of take things day by day right now. We're still getting used to setting back up. We're still getting used to being back in Canada. So a step at a time. You have your setup in, uh, in downstairs in the basement? Uh, no, I actually moved the setup 
um, to the second floor up, up upstairs. There's a little bit more room, a little bit more space, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're taking things day by day and like as the summer comes, we'll figure out more and more, but it also depends on, you know, when we can get our second shot and you know what the state of things are. So we're going to take things day by day. We're not making any massive plans yet. Definitely. And it, it will be like, it's good to see you guys and have and laugh and just share moments that we, we couldn't connect on with two years. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now it's more like, you guys can go for a road trip for an hour down. I don't know. You can go to Grand Bend for a day, right? I'm sure you're going to go to the cottage with Chocha and Vujek or Chocha. And um, and you're just going to be excited for things that, you know, that you haven't had in two years now. Because you guys, you guys were supposed to travel after leaving Korea, right? For a bit? Yeah, that was initially our plan. but um, and, and we did a little bit. We went to a small island off the coast of Korea just because we knew that it was an international travel. We knew that the cases were, were very, very low there. So we, we, we felt comfortable doing that for a couple of weeks. Um, but no, we, I mean, we, we intended to go to like Japan and go to Thailand and go to Vietnam. But that never obviously didn't, couldn't happen because of COVID. Yeah. They're, they're very close in like a general area of like where they are in the continent, right? Uh, I mean, relatively, yeah. I mean, like a flight from Korea to Thailand would be about five or six hours. So they're not they're not super close, but you know they're closer they're closer than they are traveling from here, right? Definitely. Um, wow. I mean, everything's basically been taken away or been put in, or it's different. Cause like, why would why wouldn't you want to go? You just do it because you want to or something. But now it's been like. Well, yeah, you can't go anymore. But it's still nice to go because you went to where was it? Uh, what was it called? Ju- Juju something. Jeju, Island? Jeju Island. Jeju Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, we went there. But I mean, again, it's it it is what it is. And like, I mean, of course, we would have liked to travel, and of course, we would have liked to do more. But you know, the situation is what it is, right? The the world's in a different place right now, and people have to adjust, mm-hmm. right? There's no use kind of standing around and crying about what we should or could have done. It, it you know, all we can do is try and make the best of what we can. All right, so there's two more things that I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about when, so now that you're back in Canada, how was the airport, like, comfortability? So, like, on your flight back or the tests that they gave you there, or how was the hotel, or how did you cope with everything? Uh, it was it was more or less fine. I mean, we got tested before we left Korea, and, like, I don't like, I don't like you know, people touching my nose, so having things shoved okay. up, it wasn't the most exciting thing. But, I mean... Grant, you know, given the circumstances, it, it is what it is. And the people in Korea uh, handled it very well. The flight itself was fine. The The flight probably was like 30% full at max. Like we had nobody around us. So flying itself and like the, the airline attendants were masked up and had gloves on and everything at that time. So we weren't uncomfortable at any point flying just because there was nobody close to us. And like the airline attendants took great care of us. So that wasn't really a worry. The airport itself, again, was more or less fine. The way that they handled the tests here was a little rougher than they did in Korea, so that was a little bit more uncomfortable. But again, it is what it is. Uh, getting out of the ho- airport was a little bit difficult, but you know, once we got out, once we got to the hotel, we basically just relaxed for a couple days and just waited for the test results to come back. And then the quarantine itself, again, was fine. I mean, we were you know locked ourselves in the basement here, and then we kind of just took care of ourselves. And we had to do another test online, which we had like a nurse watching us to make sure that we performed it properly. So that was a bit of an experience. But I mean, overall, like we, we, we knew what we were getting ourselves into to decide and come back at this mm-hmm. point. We knew what it entailed. So none of it was a surprise. And, you know, we handled it well the best we could. It, it was fine. It was It's not as bad as people make it out to be. For sure. And last, 
when how has covid generally uh, affected like the school and like your social education experience so like out of school in school like what is the is it a positive negative or how how did it handle it's it's definitely different like i i mean negative i wouldn't go so far as to call it negative because you know people adapt when they need to that's one of the basic things about being a human right so i mean granted given the circumstances of course like i would have loved to you know see my kids more often i would have loved for them not to be stuck in masks all day i would have loved you know for them to be able to have a gym class because those were taken away as covid started right like there are situations that all of that, that's just impossible to deal with, right? Like all we can try and do is make the best out of the situation, but you know, it's, it's harder, right? Like it's, yeah. you know, being stuck online, not being able to see your friends or interact with them the same way, or, you know, not being able to interact with the kids. It's, it's difficult. And, you know, now that this has happened, God forbid anything like this ever happens again, I think yeah. people will be a lot more prepared, but you know, it, it kind of changed life as we know it and people need to adapt to differences, right? It's, it's, a lot to expect things to go back to the way that they were right away because I don't think that'll happen anytime soon. It's going to be like, you know, a long and, and slow process and people need to adapt. You need to find different ways to kind of take care of yourself and take care of your mental health. And there are a lot of different ways to use, you know, online infrastructure to see your friends or to hang out with your friends, even if it's not the same, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Like generally for me, I wouldn't... Like you said, I wouldn't say it's so negative, but it, it, it's been a bit of a depressor, right? So it's been like, I'm like not being able to finally like finish off the year in person for my final year. And, for sure. And or for your case where it's, you, you didn't, you, like you're finally leaving those, those children that you taught for two years and you built like a special, not like a bond with, right? Because it'd be like playing dynamite in class. Now, every time you play it, somehow because of covid you think of that from i don't know 10 years down the road when you're listening or remember it just out of the blue hopefully it's gone by then and like this and it'll be it's kind of gonna affect everyone for life on now yeah for sure yeah and again like all you can really do is try and make the best of it right like it's it is what it is all you can try and do is move forward right that's it's part of it Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Oh, not a problem. Thank uh, you for having me. And uh, until next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.